hello, hello everyone and welcome to Injecting Podcast where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. Hiya. Hello, welcome everyone. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and use the hashtag Injected Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, I do that. Thank you. Sorry, I feel like I'm just sounding really like... <laughs> Like I'm really drained I just I don't know I'm tired Are you feeling anyway. drained? Yeah I'm just feeling tired mm. Maybe I am feeling drained I don't know It's not like I've been Well I've just been driving A lot today Yeah Yeah Maybe but Yeah anyway I'm Alexandra oh, yeah. I'm Diana. Hello <laughs> I am How's your week been? Just busy busy Mm. but it's good I've just had a weekend of too much alcohol and oh I hate it (laughs) but I have I have Mm. fun in the moment but now I just feel like oh fucking hell I need to just look after my my body even though I don't I'm not an excessive drinker it's just like oh sometimes but it's when you have a whole weekend of drinking obviously it just it knocks you out a little bit (laughs) yeah yeah it's like I could really do with a day of annual leave like right now just to relax (laughs) but it's fine could do with um, last weekend yeah literally (laughs) (laughs) I'm so bad at spreading things out like last I think this weekend I've got like no plans but um, the Mm. weekend just gone by I had like so much on (laughs) Yeah, but maybe um it'll be good this weekend. Just keep it as no plans and actually recover. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go on a solo date. I planned, it. you know, that route that I sent you. I won't tell everyone the route, but that walk, mm. like the hike, I'm gonna do that by myself. I'm looking okay. forward to it. Um, and just you know, take myself out and do it. Get outside a little bit. Um, which I'm looking forward to. What am I doing this weekend? I don't. I don't know if I got plans this weekend but it's like I don't know I I think I'm finishing work this week no I don't know <laughs> I don't know what's happening so I'll see but yeah oh last so last week actually actually I did quite a bit so I went to see the African fashion exhibition at the VA oh yeah how was that yeah it was good I, I enjoyed it I think it was good um yeah did you yeah, go did you go by yourself yeah I went by myself oh, nice and then yeah so I saw that um I was logged into things on BYP network I don't know if did I talk about this last week about things to sign up on to for Black History Month you, you mentioned something yeah. yeah yeah so I was logged into like some BYP network things um I went to Lazaguanas in the, in the middle of my working day. <laughs> <laughs> why? I, um, <laughs> well, just to go out for lunch. Why? Yeah. Well, so basically, yeah, I just went, I went out for, well, I met someone at Specsavers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, then we just went to eat. So, yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> that was one of my days. Cute. One of my working days. <laughs> um, and then, I what else did I do? So that exhibition, BYP network stuff. Yeah, then I just spontaneously spontaneously decided to go home mm. back to Wolverhampton. Yeah, so I did that and went I went to see the Woman King. What did you think? Saturday night. It was so good. Yeah. It was really good. It's amazing. I just went to home. But I feel like I'd had quite a bit of a sad day with the what I was watching because yeah. 
I watched all of that day. So it's Saturday. It's like I went home. Yeah, my parents aren't even in the country anyway. Mm. But yeah, I went. <laughs> I went home. My sister was working on Saturday, but I ended up just kind of getting up on Saturday, just sitting downstairs, just mm. just by myself with a blanket watching serial killer documentaries. <laughs> like, <laughs> that sounds like that's me. That's what I did. <laughs> But I just had such a nice day. It's oh, like, I haven't chilled in my house by myself in a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah, so it was just fun that no one was at home, mm. even though, like, I've gone home to see people. <laughs> but yeah, but it was nice. So I watched all of... Um, okay, so the the documentary of the Jeffrey Dahmer tapes mm. came out. So I watched that, which was a bit easier for me to watch than watching that, the, the Jeffrey Dahmer series. Mm that came out on Netflix. Yeah. But it was just making me sad. I actually agree with you on that. Like, the kind of live dramas are a bit too mm-hmm. much. Like, uh, to be it's fair... Quite, it's really traumatising. Yeah, it's all a bit too much true crime. I don't know why. Like, I, I enjoy watching it, but I don't know why. And I, a lot of people enjoy true mm-hmm. crime. But, like, the when you listen to someone else talking about it and, you know you know investigators mm-hmm. presenting the information and stuff it's like oh yeah like interesting yeah. but when it's it's a live easier drama, to consume yeah it's, it just it's so different I feel, I feel like because it's like people are just stating what happened mm. and no and like i know that in some documentaries i have like those little reenactments but it's not like it's not kind of violent reenactments. Yeah. It's like, oh, they'll, they'll have a close up of people's feet and they're walking in the woods yeah. and then, dush, they're falling down. <laughs> they're funny. It's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it's like overly dramatic mm. and just not at all real. You can tell it's just not real. Whereas, and it's just kind of like they're just relaying what happened. Whereas I feel like, dra- um, like dramatizing. Um, dramatizing real things that happened to kind of show a story for, and it's like it, it is for mm. entertainment. It makes me feel funny, and I think that's what's so that's what's so unsettling about that series, mm-hmm. um, and why I think sometimes a documentary style is better when it's real yeah. when it's stuff that actually happened in real life. Yeah, um, I agree because it's like that. That yeah, like we've that kind of genre and that kind of way of doing it it's like mm-hmm. they're turning trauma into an art form when it's not an into yeah and it's like an art reenact. form of horror yeah 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 and it's strange and it's like this whole thing carry on it's strange because like what we said last week the people the victims families haven't consented yet mm-hmm. they're having to watch a whole or they're having to hear about a whole story about the murder mm-hmm. of their family member when maybe they don't yeah, want all of the details children. kind of reenacted by random actors who are just mm-hmm. they're going to make money off the back of this and where's the money going to go it's not going to go towards mm-hmm. the families it's going to make I a heard, few producers I heard rich apparently, i heard apparently even the black actors on set weren't treated very really? well as well oh <laughs> yeah fucking hell. and um yeah just the whole just the whole yeah, it's just unsettling. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. And then, and as well, because we had, I think we we just touched on this last week about people just being like, oh yeah, they could just watch um, watch the Dharma series mm. and eat their food and go to sleep fine at night. And it's like, yeah, but you can do that because it was black men being killed majority, mm. and it was majority minorities 
um, minority men being killed. That's why you could just sit and watch it. Yeah. Because we're so used to watching and seeing publicised black men dying and black men being murdered. You know... We're so used to seeing it. What's so crazy about that is that growing up, whenever I watch anything on TV, when the black man dies, because in everything you watch the Mm -hmm. black man, the, the best friend, the side character always will die or something bad will happen mm, to them that's so true yeah, it always used to hurt me like as a child I, it used to really hurt me and I think it's because I used to think oh like my dad like I used to relate it to my family but if yeah. people don't can't think of anyone to relate it, it's it so to normalised yeah it's very normalised yeah. but if people can't relate it to anyone it like then they, they probably don't even give a, give a shit like they don't they can't relate mm. so they don't really care and it's really sad because yeah growing up for me mm. We like it was just kind of it was a bit of a running joke, <laughs> like and with a lot of black families, it's a running joke. Oh yeah, the black guy's gonna die yeah. first. Like oh oh, we've seen a black man on screen. Oh yeah, they're gonna die then. Yeah, and it was just more of a running joke. And it's kind of don't you think it's funny how like because you know how it's kind of shown that black people just um, make humor of mm. trage- of their trauma and mm-hmm. tragedy. We're just so used to doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Deanna's picture, her video just turned her into a scary ghost. I don't know why she I was did like that. a dementor. <laughs> so fitting for the Sorry. conversation. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, Halloween's coming up, guys. I'm sorry, that was just really that was funny. Anyway. Ugh, I can smell weed. Anyway. Um. <laughs> In your house. Yeah, hmm. I can smell it. It's just disgusting. I don't like smelling it's it in like, my room. Oh, it's happened again. Wait, no, I'm I back. don't. I don't own none of that. Huh? No, I, I went into a ghost again. I'm just sticking with the theme. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like this whole idea that black, as black people, we're just so used to just making light of our trauma. Mm. Um, it, you've got to do it though even, self-preservation yeah but <laughs> it's just funny just you mentioning obviously you mentioning about the mm. black person always dying first well even through media from growing up mm-hmm. we've been so used to watching the black people die yeah. and the white people survive we've just been so used to seeing that mm-hmm. even on TV shows and on films yeah it's true so that stereotype and that's, that's mad like even though it represents real life to some extent. Like black people are disproportionately, you know, targeted by every institution. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like movies also but enhance like, that, and they play into it as yeah. well. And I feel like with but horror movies, also- it's just such a simple. Like it's a trope that you see that there's one black guy in the friendship group. And you're like, this guy's not gonna survive. They're not gonna. Like, I'm sorry, stay. but they yeah. will be first or second out, and it happens every time. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Every time. So, do do you think that that has contributed to um, society just being so used to watching black people die and not feeling any kind of yeah probably any kind of remorse any kind of trauma any kind of emotion towards that because yeah. it's just so normalised I think it's definitely contributed to the fact that people are desensitised when they hear about black people dying because it's just like oh mm-hmm. we're used to and even the fact you know we're used to wars happening in Middle Eastern countries and in like East Africa and stuff yeah and if we were to watch a movie about a war in that country and like we were to see people like 
in hospital beds and stuff like we we're desensitized like we won't feel Mm -hmm. it's just a shame like people I don't know the psychology behind it but I'm sure we'd feel a different type of emotion if someone that looks like our family members were to be in that position where they're the ones being harmed we feel a bit different um I don't know Mm -hmm. it's just yeah it it's not right and yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I will not be watching the Jeffrey Dahmer thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've got I've got really like I'm like three quarters of the way through episode three. Mm. Like we may carry on watching it, we may not. It just depends kind of what mood we're in or if we even get chance to watch it at all. Kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, a bit. Yeah. But the Woman um, King was really tapes, good. Did you really enjoy it? Oh, I did really enjoy it. Yeah, I did really enjoy it. Um, sorry, I was just about oh, yeah. to say the tapes were the tapes were a good watch. Mm. Um, easier to digest, still made me feel really sad, mm-hmm. um, but easier to watch. But anyway, Woman King, amazing, mm. amazing film, beautiful film. And I'm sorry, like, because when you when you when we got to the end and we saw all the producers, yeah. the writers, and everything, I'm like, I'm sorry. You can tell that this film was just written. And produced by women, by black women, because it was a good film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it was a good film. Literally. It was an amazing film. I agree. And it was just, yeah, it was fantastic. Mm. And I just like how they did it. Yeah, just just the whole production of it. It was beautiful. beautiful. I know. I watched it in four XD. Oh really? Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. And so, and it was quite good. But um, so but they they didn't splash any water on it. Oh. So. There wasn't. Oh yeah, there um, was a couple water scenes, like at the end. Yeah, but no, because it was funny because um, on our seats we could turn the water on and on or off. Yeah. So at first we all turned it off, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna turn it on because it's like then I get the full experience. And then and then I was like, and anyway, they're in Africa. How much water can there yeah. be? <laughs> so, so yeah, I literally said that. But then they didn't use the water at all. Oh. It didn't get because um, when I watched Nope. Mm. Um, I couldn't turn the water on or off, but we got sprayed with really? stuff like when when like when blood came out of the screen, uh, we got sprayed. When it went over <laughs> it the house, gross. I watched Nope last week as well. Oh my yeah. god, fucking weird movie. Oh, I need to send you a video about that for so you can. Um, what is it? An ana- analysis to get, video. To get the things. I need. Yeah, I've been trying like, to look for yeah. one because I feel like oh, there's a really good one. Okay. And I've started watching all of his videos now. Why am oh, I going good. on the computer? Let me just let me just do it on. Um, yeah, I feel like the like evil spaceship thing is supposed to symbolise something, and I'm trying to work out what it symbolises, but I don't fucking know okay. what it symbolises. Yeah. So what it's meant to sim- Sorry, guys. Um, some slight nope spoilers. Yeah. I'm gonna say slight because it's not gonna spoil it that much because. We're just talking about the symbolism, mm. which you won't get anyway. Um. <laughs> So, <laughs> sorry, um, there's this YouTuber that I fancy and like, just a picture of him just came up and I'm like, oh my gosh, he looks so cute. <laughs> Whoops. The giggle. Um, <laughs> so, the guy's name is... So, okay, the YouTuber's name that I watched the video is called Emergency. Hmm. And he's pretty cool. Okay. I feel like um, with with this movie, oh, I was thinking, like, the spaceship. 
it's supposed to symbolise something or is it not supposed to symbolise something? Because Jordan Peele, we always assume that there's going to be some sort of political agenda behind what he's doing. So, but maybe he's just interested in, like, maybe he's just interested in creating a movie that comes across like he's very high on drugs. Like, you just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's always a meaning behind it. Mm. So, um, yeah, the, the spaceship is meant to symbolise um, a camera. Yeah. So the whole the whole alien thing okay is meant to symbolize like the, um, the camera yeah. surveillance and, and basically the idea sorry guys spoilers the idea is that when um how when everybody looks something in the eye that's when it goes to capture you and then it goes mm. to eat you now that you've watched it but you have to kind of, but then this whole idea of I feel like I'm messing up this whole explanation, no, no. and it's it's this whole this this whole idea of like trying to get that snapshot and get that perfect shot of something to prove its existence mm. and whatever, and it does kind of come back to even like it does come back to like even like the black community mm. and stuff like when everybody is just so in awe and just watching one moment at one time that was like kind of like a nod to even like the George Floyd incident and stuff like that everybody's just watching one thing and it's a traumatic horrible thing that's happening but everybody's eyes are glued to mm-hmm. it interesting you know and it's, it's it has all of those schemes but anyway those themes in it but anyway um yeah emergency if you've watched um nope watch this video by emergency that um like is he's very good i really like his um reviews after i watched the note one i started watching the other reviews that he does other stuff that i watched um but i'll send that to you um and then i did watch another video as well that kind of spoke that kind of gave me some more themes um yeah like because i didn't understand you know that whole shoe thing that was standing up yeah yeah i, I didn't understand like, that either what, what the shoe what mm. about the shoe but it was this whole idea of like when something that's impossible yeah is just happening mm. it's that that whole idea and he was just glued to this thing that was just so impossible and even the fact that he wasn't killed yeah at that, time. that was scary but, but the thing that was, was the scariest bit for me yeah that, that was that was scary Ugh. Yeah, but the thing was is that the monkey and also with the horse, mm-hmm. it was like they were triggered when they were looked directly in their eyes. Mm. So basically, the little boy didn't actually look at look at what was it, Gordy? Didn't look at him in the eye because there was that there was that thing in the way in between yeah. them. Yeah, so that was the whole idea of when when you look something in the eye and how like horses can get spooked and stuff mm. like that. Um, and then it was that similar theme was carried with the alien mm. as well. When you look at di- when you look at yeah. it directly, notice it directly. That's when it consumes you. That those Interesting. ideas. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But, um, but I, scary. I, did you enjoy it though? I I enjoyed parts. There's parts of it where I just thought this is going on for a bit too long now. Like towards the end, I was like. Oh, did you feel like it was going on for long? Yeah, but I think maybe it was because I went on a Wednesday evening and I was tired <laughs> maybe that was why <laughs> but um, I did I enjoyed the acting 
I, I just love Kiki Palmer. I feel like anything she does, yeah. I'll enjoy it because I think she's just such yeah. a great personality. I, I just, to be honest, I love Kiki Palmer. I love Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, I love him as well. Um, and, and even Steven. like in Woman King, John Boyega. Yeah, John Boyega. I'm sorry, John, John Boyega. He was just looking so sexy. Oh my gosh. I was just like, <laughs> I oh my gosh, his my hair. husband. His hair grown out. He looked cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've always wearing a wig, you know. Do you reckon Not it's a lie. wig? <laughs> Yeah, it looks like a wig. I quite like it. <laughs> like one of those, like you know, like the early, um, the early Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you play an early version of Michael Jackson <laughs> before his hair grew up. <laughs> um, I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, oh, yeah, he was looking hella sexy. Mm in the whole film I was just like oh god yeah he was yes husband I liked I liked that um, mixed guy as well you know the one that um, yeah he came out of nowhere he and had just, a very lovely face yeah. his hair was lovely as and well and he took his top off I was like Jesus yeah. Christ like that scene I wasn't ready for oh when he was naked lake. yeah so cute though he looks like you know like um, <laughs> well you know when you get those book covers like of Daniel Steele novels no who's that like you know when you get those like kind of like romance novels yeah? oh yeah yeah and he looks like he would be a model for one of those romance novels novels when they have like they have like this like silk sheet that's just kind of draped over them that's falling off them kind of thing <laughs> he looks like he would be on one of those with the long hair that is the most random description ever of someone <laughs> He looks like <laughs> he's just a handsome man. He looks like he's very handsome. I think he looks like um, it's just anyone with long hair just reminds me of that Jason Momoa, like <laughs> long hair. Oh, does he? No, but Jason Momoa is like more huge tonk. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I just love how that movie it managed to fit in like an element of romance that wasn't like creepy the centre of the story yeah and it wasn't the centre of the story and on top of that they fit in so many elements of comedy as well I was like this it makes it so much more lighter and it makes you like the characters because every single character was different oh you were so dynamic and so different yeah 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 just the movie was fantastic Mm. and it was just yeah and you you really you you really felt for the characters you really were like yeah you were rooting for them mm. it was like and it was just you know when like character development is so good mm-hmm. and then you're just sad when you see that the characters are lost and it's just yeah. like yeah why why did we lose them and you know it's yeah. just crazy I was it's sobbing crazy how- I was sobbing at the end like <sighs> the credits I said like, this is a beautiful movie <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I'd like. I would watch it again. I would. I th- I would go to the cinema and watch it again. You know, mm. definitely. Yeah, so would I. But um. But even like um, the fact that like there was criticism before I read online um from people saying that mm-hmm. how in movies like dark skinned women are given these roles where they're seen as like indestructible and like all powerful mm. and stuff like that, but. And light-skinned women are given the grace of having roles where they can like play the romantically and play this, play that, which but makes sense. But I think sense. they had a, a bit of both in yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. After watching it, it makes me think, like, first of all, it's realistic. Dark-skinned black women were the leaders of, um, like, the liberation and th- things like that back mm. then. Like, they were the leaders. It wasn't mixed-race women. Um, and 
you also got to see different sides of all the characters like you got to see love you got to see weak weakness and like vulnerability you got to see mm. um like friendship it wasn't just about fighting like the, and being indestructible yeah but the thing is as well because like that's if we if we're just looking just at the main mm. characters and people just want to criticize oh dark-skinned women they they always have to play these types of characters as in as in this film is about a a a tribe where they had female mm. warriors. Okay, cool. You can just look at it like that. However, let's look at the whole film where you had John Boyega and all of his wives. Mm-hmm. He had plenty dark skin white like his main wife yeah. beautiful stunning. Stunning. Yeah. Stunning. And outfits dark the hair. skin stunning. Mm. Literally and she was seen as fragile. Mm-hmm. She was seen as that just epitome of beauty. Mm. kind of thing but then but what was so great about this film is that while he had his wives who were there epitome of beauty lavish Mm. you know they've got all of the all of the clothes all of the jewels and everything that he like you had the king seeing beauty in his warriors Mm -hmm. like you know and he wanted you know he wanted the woman king there because that was that was like he just liked how what she was and what she stood for kind of thing mm-hmm. and even that is beautiful in itself yeah that, like he was like oh no you're you're here yeah <laughs> but i'm sorry this is this is who needs to be put on a pedestal exactly because kind of he he you know saw so even that shows they had a strong the vulnerability and shows mm-hmm. like seeing strong black women as as something desirable yeah it's true because he had a stronger connection to her than any of his other wives because like Viola Davis's character because he trusted her you could tell that he trusted Mm -hmm. her decisions even when he and we're trying sorry we're really trying not to spoil too much I don't think we've said too much (laughs) I don't think we Um, have yeah but he trusted her and he 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 knew that she was going to deliver and then yeah that like you could just tell they had a different type of relationship than him and his other wives. He'd make jokes, yeah, and, you know, yeah. But um, yeah. So definitely, I feel like while that's um, that's like a what's the word? It's a valid critique. Yeah. But the thing again, a critique before you've watched the film, mm-hmm. like you need to you need to see everything, mm. and I, that's what was just so perfect about this film. It, they had everything yeah it was yeah. yeah it was definitely beautiful to watch mm. like they literally everything they had everything and the fighting scenes were like incredible In, amazing like very gory blood splattering yeah. everywhere yeah like, and my brother as well I watched it with him and he was saying like even when the women were fighting and when they were just walking around normally he, he was saying that he picked up on things that probably women back then and in the tribes and women that were um like warriors would do like they Mm -hmm. they had their hands in certain shapes so they they always had their hands like ready to grip things and like clawed Mm. and just like little details in the way the characters were acting yeah it was just like everything Mm -hmm. everything was thought about everything was perfect and there's I I literally couldn't critique it this is what like we were trying to say was like what would I change about I don't know what I'd change because it was just perfect it was so good it was fantastic Mm. it was perfect yeah, that film was perfect. Like, was perfection. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. And as well, because to be honest, like, it wasn't a film that I thought I would watch because um, I don't particularly like I don't particularly like fighting and stuff. Mm. Um, but it was it was a really good watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
and just and just seeing those women and as well because I've seen on Instagram I get a lot of the behind the scene I was getting a lot of behind the scenes advertisements mm. for the film and just seeing all the training that they've gone through oh my god yeah crazy to, to, to do the film <laughs> like they they were doing like proper everything and fighting training as mm. well and just and as well apparently um because I was listening to them on one extra um two of the actors and um, they were saying about how basically they would learn how to fight with like everything like knives spears everything um but then it was kind of like there was kind of the producer would see who like what they were most comfortable with and be like okay yeah you're a spear girl you're this kind of girl and whatever and then they would like favor which yeah which um weapons they liked Mm. and then they incorporated that into their characters like that's really cool that is really cool amazing yeah so good it just looks so authentic everything about it yeah i think yeah like as much as people like we look at actors and we see all of like the glory and amazing things they do their jobs are fucking hard like i watched a video the other Mm -hmm. day and it was um that guy you know the guys that did um white chicks what are their names again uh, the Wayne's brothers. Yeah, them. The brothers. They. Um, one of them was on. Oh, I can't remember what it was. Maybe GQ or something. Talking about his different movies and um, just throwbacks and things like that. And he was talking about um, white chicks. And he said, for that whole week of filming, I think seven days of filming, um, the first week he both of the brothers only got two hours sleep because the makeup would take like five hours to do every single oh, day. Wow. And he said that is. It's exhausting, like physically exhausting being an actor, like standing up all day and mm-hmm. like, you know, re- having to remember your lines. That must be like emotionally, mentally exhausting. And mm-hmm. then also having to stand up and do like the way that they did it as well. There wasn't a full, full script written out. They'd like freestyle things. Yeah, because so, it was a lot of freestyle exactly. jokes and stuff. So it must it must be really hard. I heard, uh, you know, the scene with the powder. Yeah. <laughs> when he said, <laughs> <laughs> and he does the powder. I heard that was he that he freestyled that. And they could not like. They were just like so surprised <laughs> from him doing it. <laughs> like yeah, I could just imagine. <laughs> Oh, it's it's actually a funny movie. It's a very funny movie. It is a funny movie. I do think it's problematic as well. I think they are problematic in general, but mm. like, yeah. But it is a funny movie. That's like, yeah. That's probably the only movie that I think that's probably the only movie that I can keep watching that was actually funny. Yeah. Oh, you know, a movie that I watched actually recently. So I recently watched. So I recently watched Friday, and I watched House Party just like as in kind of like mm. old old films yeah. but like I think I had watched Friday before but I can't remember I who I watched it with it. I think I think I watched it with a guy who I didn't like um, <laughs> with Ice Cube oh that one yeah I don't even remember what happens in it I must have watched that years ago it's, it's a Friday <laughs> and he um, loses his job hmm. no how I know this is the meme what by Felicia um yeah how I know this movie is from the meme you know damn what by Felicia no oh that that one that one (laughs) it's iconic I don't think I know I don't think I've seen the movie but I just know it from the memes yeah I think a lot of the quotables actually came from this film (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah 
Um, yeah, and I watched House Party. Actually, I think I quite enjoyed House Party because my uncle showed me wanted to show me the dance off clip from House Party, and then he also showed me like they had a rap battle clip. So I watched those two clips because my uncle just wanted to show me it. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah I, don't, like, I don't think I've seen that either. I haven't watched a lot of the old black, like, 90s and 80s movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't watched many of them either. It's just like when people are just like, oh, yeah, let's watch this kind mm. of thing, if I'm with them. And I'll be like, okay, all right then. But yeah, House Party was good, actually. Mm. I, I can say I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And as well, because basically the only reason why I brought that up is because um, they were talking about on one extra, they were talking about kind of like iconic, um, iconic black films, Mm. like because for like a Black History Month talk, they were talking Mm. about the iconic black films. And some of the staples that they said was house party. Someone had mentioned white chicks as well, like someone mm. texting in. Then they had people, and then coming to America was one that they said was like a staple black yeah. film. And and they were just talking about how with kind of black films, how they'd have all the cameos in there, and how um, it would just be like something you'd all watch as a family. Mm. And yeah, and just. Um, it was actually really interesting what they were saying because I think they had like um, I think they had movie execs in like two people who were like oh, proper cool. movie buffs in yeah. and um, and they were talking about that and about why like it was so iconic and stuff and how um, like and how so they were saying about coming to America was really ahead of its time mm. with like a lot of the jokes and um, and how it was kind of like and how it was one of the first films where it was showing kind of the African dysphoria in like a positive light yeah where it wasn't like showing it as derogatory Poor. and stuff like that yeah. it was shown as look at Africa mm-hmm. it's actually like you know kind of being um you know like like rich and stuff yeah, like that and yeah. and the culture and stuff and I, I just thought it was just really interesting it was just interesting yeah. talks when you think of yeah. like black movies what's the first ones that like come to your mind that like kind of are stapled in your mind like oh this brings back memories or like this makes me feel nostalgic I don't know because I haven't really watched many black movies I, like I'm trying to watch them now yeah in it I'm um, kind of the same like I didn't really grow up watching yeah. loads of them because as well one I was would have been too young mm. and then I wouldn't have known of them because a lot of them are all American, yeah, American as well we just, just wouldn't have known of them yeah um, it's more like black TV shows that I know of and as and this is the thing it's just another thing about a lot of black movies are always comedy yeah like if we think about it black culture is really shaped kind of mm. like the comedy scene really mm-hmm. um but it's yeah it's just interesting because it's like it's all it's all comedy like it's all it's true com- comedy and it's um and while while it's yeah but while it's good because it's it's nice that like okay we're just again just coming back to like black people just being able to laugh at their trauma mm. like because like the whole um because and this is something that they mentioned on one extra as well that like the whole um concept of friday mm. like the guy lost his job on a friday they were saying like how could how can you be so shit at work that you lose your job on a friday <laughs> um kind of thing <laughs> and um and it's just a whole thing like the whole the whole day is that the whole film is based around one day mm. <laughs> 
and it's all happening in one day and it's all like just laughing and making joke on the fact that he got fired on a Friday yeah. and it's just like he gets fired on a Friday kind of thing yeah um, yeah and it's just and it's just coming back to that whole idea of making comedy on black trauma mm. like you know yeah it's just yeah just stuff like that it's just interesting um comedy's not really my then, genre like comedy I, I have to really be in the mood for it like i won't just choose yeah. to watch a comedy movie unless i'm with family so that's probably why i haven't really delved into it i've watched a lot of like black rom-coms like where it's a mixture mm. but i haven't watched so like so many like so solely co- comedy movies in mm. like a long time yeah, I feel like comedy was just something that you'd watch growing up, innit? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like we'd sit down and watch Hitch as a family, yeah. stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but it's more recently that I've gone and watched The Best Man. Yeah, um, oh, I love that movie. And films like that. Do you? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Why? it. I just don't know. Like, the film's good, like I don't think it's not a good film mm. but it's just kind of like I'm watching but it's because I've watched it older yeah. in this time and it's just like all the decisions they're making I just don't they're just not, not making no sense yeah. to, to me but then there's a- I think it's that yeah go on and then it's just and it, I think as well it's like okay when you're watching black films and I because I, I can't unsee it you see every single trope <laughs> like every single it's true, trope it's true and it's just like, and also with like the women that they have in the films, every single trope of the women yeah. that, that they have in the films, you know. Um, even when I was watching The Proud Family just, I was just watching Proud Family, and in The Proud Family, literally every single trope, mm-hmm. like of, you know, you've got Dijonet, who's like, like the Jezebel kind yeah. of character. Wait, what's the character that um, is shouting a lot? I don't know. Um, the sa- Sapphire? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you've got the characters, you've got the Jezebel, you've got the Sapphire, and you've got, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know them all off my head. But, um, yeah, but it's just like, you just get those tropes. And now, because I know about it, because yeah. I've just gone and learnt about it, I can't unsee it. And just sometimes it's just a bit like, oh, this is just Charming. cringy. Like, why is yeah. it always, why am I seeing this all the time? And that's just kind of what, it's like the basis of, like, comedy. And they're still doing it, because even in Girls Trip, they have it. Mm. Like, that one woman who's in who's also in all the Tyler Perry movies, she oh, plays the, the same one. character. The loud, annoying yeah. one. She's in um, Why Why Did I Get Married, or why that married one with Janet yeah, Jackson. Yeah. I like that one as well. I like the ones that bring everyone together. Like, I like um, Think Like a Man, <laughs> even though Think Like a Man is based on a stupid book. By Steve Harvey. By Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> it's still also, a fun movie to watch. Else? Um, you know that one when is that the same one? No, the With one Kevin um, the holiday no the holiday one and the girl and basically she's got her horrible husband. Yeah, Jill Scott. On yeah, her. yeah, and she's she has to go to the cabin she's, on her uh, own. Uh, yeah, 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 that one. That was just, I watched that. I was like, this is awful. awful. What am I watching? This is it's abuse. This is traumatizing yeah. to watch. It is abuse. It was horrible. I was like, what? Why did this man make this film? I just don't understand. And then he played the lovely again, husband with the lovely wife. Oh, gosh. But it's again, just like, 
laughing at black trauma basically mm. <laughs> kind of like entertained by black trauma like yeah oh, this, this she's just such a lovely caring you know homely woman but of course she's got that husband he's going to be walking all over her and whatever <laughs> and and like remember that video the video that did i send you this video was it tm wayne um who was it i don't know it was a it was a rapper who was saying that he'd gone to this to a bigger girl's house. He was oh, linking this bigger no, girl, big and she didn't cook for him. Big Tobes, yeah. Sorry, T. I mean, Big <laughs> Tobes, yeah. He he was then talking about how oh yeah, um, I'm linking this big girl, thinking yeah, I'm gonna get some food, blah blah blah. Why hasn't she cooked for me yet? And it's like like. There's a reason why these men think like this because of these Tyler Perry films. Like they even <laughs> put it in. There. <laughs> they put it in there. She's big, so she must know how to cook. <laughs> no, what the fuck? What do you mean? <laughs> like, oh, she must always be cooking because she's big. Like that don't make no fucking sense. She must always be cooking. <laughs> Literally, it's like this whole it's like this whole big mama attitude, oh my God. like ideology. But those mummy like, movies, big mama movies as well, like awful. Big mama, God, and the like, nutty professor. Of, oh, the nutty professor. That was another one that they said was iconic. We used to watch the nutty professor all the time. Yeah, I liked like that. It's. It's so bad. And Norbit. But actually, the Naughty Professor is still good. Norbit is awful. Yeah, Norbit, Norbit is, is so really bad. bad. Norbit <laughs> is so bad. Oh gosh, my cousins, they used to watch it all the time. And they, and then they would just always call everyone Rasputia all the time. It's so bad. But like, oh gosh. But it just, like, all of these films also just shows, like, all the issues in the black community as well. Because, yeah. like, just the way it's just, everyone's just so fat phobic and... Yeah. And just, like, just the way the stereotypes that you just hold on women mm-hmm. and, like, oh, yeah, black women are crazy, black women are this, yeah, you know, or, true. Or, or it's, like, you've got the crazy <coughs> one, the crazy loud one, or you've got the the Megan Goods. Yeah. Or the Nia Longs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's true. <laughs> it's true. I always think of that... Um, when at Kalechi's live show and um, oh, the girl yeah. said we are all near long we I just, are that, near that long. quote yeah we are all near long just cause near long get like like we are all near long we are all Beyonce we are all Rihanna yeah <laughs> I'm so glad that yeah. that's like the narrative now because I, I didn't I, the time I remember once actually when I was younger I said to my dad I don't know why I was talking to my dad about this but I was like if I get a husband and he cheats on me with Beyonce I'll be proud of him and my dad was like what what are you talking about (laughs) my dad said what are you talking about Diana and he was like Beyonce's just a person and I was like no but she's the queen she's the queen and he was just like Diana stop talking like be quiet (laughs) and now and now I'm glad that I've kind of like we're at a stage where we're all Beyonce yeah like we're all Beyonce it's like if if someone's gonna cheat on you they're Mm -hmm. like they're I'm sorry they're gonna cheat on you they're your scum yeah like it doesn't matter how pretty you are or how desirable you are or how how talented you are they're gonna cheat if they wanna cheat no one should be coming to cheat on you no like nobody should be going to cheat and everybody should have the respect for you as a person Mm. regardless because like, at the end of the day, they 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 wanted to be in a relationship with you. Mm. At the end of the day, so why are they coming cheating? Like, 
Yeah. Yeah, but I just loved basically because, but then as well, it's still something that we're all unlearning because, mm-hmm. um, sorry guys, context, context, context. <laughs> okay. So we were at Kalechi's live show. Everybody wanted to bring up the pop culture um, news that was happening. And it was the fact that Nia Long got cheated on by her, it was it her husband or whatever? Yeah. Of like 50, uh, fiance of 50, 10, 15 years, I think, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So she was cheated on from a very long term, deep relationship. And everybody was just like, how can you have the audacity to cheat on Nia Long? Mm. That's kind of the stance that people have. But then someone came on stage and was like, oh, no, 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 no. And Kalechi also challenged challenged her. And it was just the fact that, hold on, actually, um, let's not think of it as this person is at high regard and they yeah. don't deserve to be cheated on because they are this level of desirability that we put on mm-hmm. them let's think of it as actually we are all near long and i just love that quote i just love yeah. that that whole quote of we are all near long in the sense of not that we can we can all get cheated no <laughs> not that we can all get cheated on but as in like yeah the near longs are as much of people as we are so even the near longs yeah. can get cheated on it's just the fact of instead of holding these people that we put in high regards and we put celebrity on at such a high standard that we are shocked that they can be cheated on mm. actually let's have that same standard for all of ourselves to the fact that actually none of us should take being cheated on none of us should look at near long and think how can she get cheated on in a sense mm-hmm. of like and um, putting ourselves lower to that fact like yeah. we expect to be cheated on that's definitely where i see the main problem of it is because it's like so this you're, mm. you're putting these people in a box where it's like you're too pretty to be cheated on and so does that mean everyone else is ugly so that they can be cheated on you expect it it's, yeah <laughs> it's like oh yeah, it's coming exactly <laughs> and it's even this whole on. idea it's even this whole idea of oh you know the whole idea when someone's like how can they cheat on her with this yeah, with person this, or with a sex worker yeah, and they try and be shady or that. and it's like oh. yeah and it's like hold on actually but maybe clearly that person was given some was they found something in that person for the reason why they decided to go and cheat yeah, exactly. in the first place it's got nothing to do with desirability it's got nothing to do with what you perceive as beauty mm. inwards and what you think is beautiful from yourself in comparison to this next person mm-hmm. like and that's why I just love that statement we are all near along because mm. <laughs> you know what we could, we could all get cheated on but you know what let's not let's not actually like lower ourselves to thinking yeah. that we deserve getting cheated on and this person doesn't deserve it mm-hmm. not that anybody deserves it but just yeah. that's the thing like yeah because a cheater is going to cheat like regardless yeah. of who they're with I mean even, look Beyonce got cheated on I was just about to say even Beyonce no Beyonce <laughs> got cheated on because we are all Beyonce too yeah <laughs> we are all Rihanna <laughs> we are all all of them so you know Kwame married at first sight we are all Rihanna we are all Beyonce <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> oh God's sake <laughs> oh gosh but yeah like it's crazy just mm. thinking about that it How is crazy I don't know. We really... Talking about black films. Yeah. Okay, what are your favourite black films? Actually, sorry, one black film that... One black film that I watched hmm. with my mum. Um, and my mum was saying, like, so she saw it in the cinemas where it came, when it came out and that. So we watched Waiting to Exhale. Oh, I love that. 
with Whitney. Did you, did you like the film? Yeah, with Whitney. Well, actually, actually, like, actually, I say that I love that. I fell asleep, but I love the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so me and my mum, we watched the film and we watched the whole film through and we were just like, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> Like, my mum was like, I don't remember this film being about this. This is awful. <laughs> like, this Shit. Is, what, what, this is rubbish. Oh, like, it's we, a sad we one. We were both just like, this is just... No, it's not even sad. It's like, okay, you've got the woman who is from um, from The Best Man who who died in The Best Man's Holiday. Oh, yeah, Sorry, guys. the main Spoiler. character. Yeah, so you had her. Mm. And basically her husband was cheating on her mm. and she's got the big house and the perfect children the perfect life and then he went and she went to go and burn all of this shit in his car <laughs> and the room was like eh? then you had the loud then I'm sure there was a loud woman there mm. um, then you had Whitney Houston who was just like Whitney I don't know oh. she was single for a long time and whatever and waiting for and wanted someone and then they were dancing with someone and then mm. this someone was some someone the other person liked them and whatever and it was just like yeah I was just like what am I watching like yeah. this is just like it was like I was watching something and I think it was written by a man yeah it was watching something that like okay this is what men think women are like and mm-hmm care about like they're always moping over men like all of them were just like moping over men yeah. or chasing a man or you know because <laughs> <laughs> we were watching the film and like my mum was kissing the teeth <laughs> I might watch it I might watch it to make yeah, myself feel it. better it's on Disney Plus <laughs> watching beggy women makes yeah. me feel feel like I've got game <laughs> Hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, I was just kind of like, I'm confused. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, that was another film. Anyway, black films, yeah. What, what were black you going to say? I think I love, um, what do I love? I think Get Out is an ultimate, like, top three Get black Out. movies. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I just, I, will, I could rewatch that over and over again. Really good. Yeah, I can. Um, I what else do I like? I like Poetic Justice. If we're going old stuff, Tupac and I Janet Jackson. That one. It's really like it's cute. It's like flirty. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, I like that. I haven't watched that one. Okay, I might put that on my list. And Love and Basketball because I used to play basketball. I used to think that's cute. Like I haven't watched that. Either. I want that romance. <laughs> All I've watched is like Save the Last Dance. <laughs> I've watched the black the black films with white leads white main with the with the white savior. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the black films I've watched. The best ones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love that white saviorism. You know, if we if we didn't have Gina Styles showing us how to dance hip hop, like where would we be? Yeah, where would we be? <laughs> we would not have Step Up. <laughs> my favourite and honey (laughs) and honey you know what's so bad Mm. Step Up has like no black people in it (laughs) and it's like all black culture like it's Step Up it's cultural appropriation yeah to be fair I used to hate all of those movies like I never actually watched them because I used to think they're so corny like it just I couldn't watch them because well 
because we watch dance films because my sister was oh, a dancer. Yeah, yeah. Is a dancer. So we always used to watch the dance films. To get inspiration. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, like Stomp the Yard. I didn't like Stomp the Yard though. I didn't like anything when they're in jail. I don't like anything that's gang violence or jail no, or anything same. like that. No, same. I'm trying to think of the or nice ones. Or when there's a drive-by. Like, mm. It's just like, I don't, I just, that stuff, I just don't enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. What's that Stan Lee thing that I like? Let me try to find it. Stan Lee. Spike Lee. Oh, Spike Lee. Yeah, sorry. Spike Lee. Um, um, not do the right it thing. It's, it's a romantic it's, one. She's, she's all that. Yeah, she's all that. I really like that. It's really the, cute. I need old to watch it. Yeah. I think I started to watch it and I fell asleep. Because it was on Netflix at some point, Yeah, it was it? on Netflix. It is kind of the, one of yeah. those movies. It's kind of like an indie movie. It it just, it's mm-hmm. quite mellow um, and it's about love and about a woman who's just living her best life she's dating mm. around seeing different the main character reminds me of you <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> wow no, you just not- said a woman who's living her best life dating around reminds me of you <laughs> no but not in a bad right, way mate. but just uh, shame <laughs> I can't say <laughs> No, not in a bad way, but like... It's okay, I don't feel shame. It's like she lived on her own, used to live on your own, and like she'd kind of... Her dating life was kind of organised. She kind of had her boundaries and stuff. Organised? Yeah, like you're very organised with how you do things. With how I date. Yeah. And it's like, three months, that's it. And she's artsy as well. And she's like, got her interests and stuff. But yeah, it's a good movie. so funny. From what I remember, because I might have fell asleep as well. I just think I, the way that I, I rate something as a good movie is just that. Oh, if it gives me good vibes, then I probably it's probably a good movie. Something good probably yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why you like to wait until exhale. Yeah, you didn't get to the end. Yeah, <laughs> same with Boys in the Hood and oh, Amistad. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Amistad was horrid. I had to watch that in school. Which one? Amistad's is. The Steven Spielberg oh. one on the slave ship, and there were scenes mm. in it, trigger warning, of like people like with everything's chained in it, like arms, legs all chained they together. They made you watch that in school. Yeah, and they threw the people over the boats. Like you'd see them, like people drowning. We had to watch it in history lesson, and people were fucking. What the fuck? People were laughing in my class. I was like, this place is fucked. Like, <laughs> but this is what I mean. It's so uncomfortable. Look, they, put, they put that. They put that on in your school, in your majority white school. I know. And they were watching that and sitting there laughing. So they have been trained to to laugh and and yeah. to not feel any emotion when seeing black people dying. They've been they've been trained to do that. Yeah. They've they've learnt it's a learnt behaviour. And even the teacher afterwards was like, Oh, empathy. this is a dramatized version, trying to make out that it was like it was it not as bad. No, and the thing is, as well, I don't think my parents ever had the conversation with me before about what slavery was. This was my first introduction to mm. it, and I was like, "Oh my god, really? This has fucked me up." Yeah, because I didn't know it was real. So I, I remember like how I felt watching those oh movies. Wow, and it's just like the worst. Like I could never ever watch them ever again, even if it's like that's a great movie. I can't watch it again because it makes me feel sick. That's crazy. Well, I've never watched any slave film. Mm. Like, my parents were never going to put any of that on for me. But I think it's it's crazy, like, just just you saying how you that was your introduction yeah. to, to slavery. Because I, I grew up knowing about slavery. Mm. Like, I grew up 
talking about slavery at <laughs> my primary school. <laughs> I did not know about it. I didn't know how yeah, deep it was. I just, yeah, I just grew up, just grew up knowing about it and I'll be talk, I'll be telling the other kids about it in, in mm. my primary school <laughs> because I'll be like because I'll be asking where am I from I'm telling them I'm from Dominica um, mm. and they're like uh, where's that that's not a country I'm like yes it is it's in the Caribbean then they say and then I'm saying oh yeah I'm from Dominica and I'm from Guyana oh Guyana so that means you're Ghanaian no 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 <laughs> I'm from Guyana and they're like oh no Guyana that's in Africa mm, no it's not it's mm. in the Caribbean mate it's not in Africa and I literally had to be like what do you and I remember going back home to my mum being like um Mum, what do you call um, people from Guyana? Because I didn't know what Aww. it was. Because I knew that, like, from Dominica, you, you'd say you're Dominican. And I was like, so what, what do you call that? And then she's like, oh, Guyanese. I was like, okay. Next day I went to them. I was like, no, I'm Guyanese. I'm Guyanese. I wasn't Ghanaian. And for them to get it right. And for them being like, and they're like, yeah, but you were from Africa at some point. And I was like, yeah, I was from Africa, but then slavery happened and they, they, they dumped us in the Caribbean. Like, <laughs> that's, that's what so I used cute. to be saying to them. I used to like, let, I used to school them kids all the yeah. time. Those stupid little white boys. I used to school them every time. Like, uh, they would try it. They would try and it. I was not having it. Even after those history lessons, I'd come out of class and obviously the conversation about the film would continue and then people would be like so why can um, black people say the n-word but white people can't and I used to just be like I don't want to even engage how comes that's where it that's where it came to why is that the conversation honestly like (laughs) all of that just thinking about school and those times just completely zaps me because I just think I feel sorry for myself I actually feel bad like you you were put in this situation that you didn't you did. You, you should have been mm-hmm. there. You should have just been living no. your life. It's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. And do you feel like your your parents didn't really prepare you for that? Uh, in a sense, I think my parents, our our upbringing has been very soft. Like there's no such thing as mm-hmm. um, what do you call it? Um, everything has been soft, and like my, they're so protective and so like nurturing that. I think I knew about things. I, I knew I know where my dad's family are from. I know um, I always grew up like <laughs> my dad would always like have this little thing where I'd he'd he'd get me to like repeat who I am and stuff like that. So I'd be like, I'm Deanna Alicia Blake. I'm half Jamaican, half English. <laughs> and oh, that's so he'd cute. He'd get me like rehearsing a little thing, and I don't know what it was. Maybe I don't know why I used to do it, but like I knew I knew about like my family but I didn't really because I didn't really come across any black people in my school it wasn't really something Mm. that I didn't have to think of like racism or anything like that on a day to day until it It got like you weren't conscious of it yeah until it become verbal and people are saying things and I'm like oh so you just called this like person on TV a black something or you've said this and and it's a bit Mm. like I don't know I don't think I was fully prepared, but then I don't know if I was in my parents' shoes, I don't know how I would prepare my children. I don't know what. But I guess you don't know how you'd prepare them because you weren't really prepared for it yourself. Like, yeah. you haven't had that upbringing either. Because I wouldn't like, want to like, I mean, ruin their, their time as a child and ruin their not- like innocence, you know what I mean? But I don't feel like my innocence was ruined because I knew about, I knew that I was black and I knew what race was. It's like, true. 
it just it means that you have to grow up a bit quicker become a bit wiser quicker than but black people have to do that anyway exactly like, do you like because what i am not concerned about like what i am interested in from your side is that do you feel like you weren't equipped properly because you weren't told that like do you feel like you were a bit kind of blindsided when it happened and then you had to go back and figure out figure out stuff because my mom tells me my mom tells me when I was five years old and I went to my primary school someone tried it someone tried Mm -hmm. being like oh you're black you're you're black (laughs) someone tried it with me and I went straight to my mother my mother was straight at that head teacher's office yeah Mm. and and that the whole school got talking to the whole school Mm. and basically like being like I will not be like they are not tolerating any of this and not tolerate and like basically it's been like they're not tolerating racism mm. but they didn't they didn't have to say racism do you know what I mean but they were just like they were not tolerating any any kind of things and like stopped here it was stopped from the beginning never again did anything mm. like that happen but like I I sussed it out from from the beginning kind of thing because I was aware of that because it was like you're singling me out and it's like by saying something about about my appearance, mm. where it's just like how just because like and trying to single me out, saying that I'm different from you, and I, and from that, like I understood what that meant, and I understood kind of from how my parents had brought me up, like even from five years old, just about because my just the one thing I always come back to here is my mum just used to always say to us, "You're a little black girl." <laughs> like, and, I never used to understand completely what that meant, but she used to always say to us, remember, you are a little black girl. You are a little black girl. Like, mm. she was always, that was just something that was always instilled in us. And she's always said, um, even like kind of through secondary school. And like, my mum even says it to her, to herself kind mm. of thing. Like, like when she talks about stories and stuff, she's like, yeah, but I was a little black girl. I was a little black girl. Like, that's mm. just how she talks about it. And there was that kind of understanding what it meant like to be a little black girl because it's like just yeah, yeah you're there and just like I think especially as well kind of mm. just that being 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 a girl in comparison to a boy as well there's there's more there's more in that too mm. because like the way that they want to look down on you and. And, and as well sweep you under the carpet and kind of glaze over like just glance over your mm. existence as well and I feel like that's how my mum was trying to remind us to actually speak up and let yourself be, be heard because mm. you're and she'd be like because you're a little black girl <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it was that's um, cute I feel like with me similar things happen like people would say things about my skin colour but I don't think the communication was there. Like, I didn't know how to articulate that to my parents in, like, a way that they can do something about it. So, like, I would... Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, I'd just sit with things, which was probably really bad for me. Like, it probably did fuck me up a little bit. But, like, the times that I did go to my parents was when it was, like, severe, when, like, people say, nigger this, nigger that. I'd go to my parents then. My mum would be straight up at school. And things Mm -hmm. would actually get resolved. But it's, like, the subtle comments or the comments, even just where it's, like, black. It's, like, I couldn't work out in my mind, is this bad? Because 
you know, yeah, it's because skin I am black. color. Yeah, but it's is it bad? Like I don't yeah, know. Because that was the thing. Because. As well, necessarily, it wasn't. It wasn't bad that they were. Well, no, it is bad. It was yeah. bad. Yeah. Because they were trying to single you out, and they were mm. using black as a term to be derogatory. Yeah. And this is what, and as well, it's this is what they're still trying to do now because mm. um, it's like white people are trying to be offended by being called white, <laughs> and and as well because they use the word black as derogatory. It was mm. like how in my workplace, <laughs> one of the women was just like. Oh yeah, she's trying to describe someone, and she's like, "Oh wait, how would I just how would I describe someone like you?" And I was like, "Black, just say black. It's I'm black. It's black. It's fine. I'm black." Yeah. Like, and she's like, "Oh okay, I just wasn't sure if I just say coloured. No, coloured. Black. We are black. Do not even. <laughs> we're black. You mm. know. <laughs> and it's just like this whole thing of where they've been like it's like ingrained in in for white people to actually be derogatory using the word black mm. when describing someone and it's like actually well the description word black is derogatory regardless when describing someone because when you describe a black person in the media oh they've killed someone mm. oh they're in a gang oh they're this that they're this type of person mm-hmm. black black is synonymous to gang violence and drugs yeah. and Th- theft and all of and poverty and all of those things mm. you know so it's like it's ingrained behavior that black is derogatory and as well in newspapers when like they're saying these things about a black person has done this they don't yeah. ever do it with white so yeah white people used to be in the standards specify race when it's um so they always mm-hmm. specify specify the race of the person when it's um when it's a minor ethnic minority. Yeah, or but even, they never specify the race when it's a white person. Yeah, or even in a xenophobic way, so they'll be like, Oh, uh Albanian gang or something like that, like those Eastern European kind of stereotypes that we've kind of created in this country as well. Eastern European people are now the scapegoat mm-hmm. for certain things it's like there is yeah. always someone there's always a minority and it it's never the um the general like british white person it's always mm-hmm. the badness is related to you know everyone else being a minority because <laughs> we're <yeah>. awful people <laughs> but the, the global majority mm. as you know <laughs> madness crazy <laughs> crazy it's interesting how we got on, how we got here. How did I know. We get here? It's Black History Month. Okay, well, this is all we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, while we're on this um, topic here, can we just quickly mention um, Kanye West? Oh yeah, yeah. And his madness. So um, this guy, <laughs> this this fool decided mm. that he was having his having his own like. <laughs> Paris fashion runway show where in which he made models wear um, t-shirts that had um, Pope John Paul II on the front. Who's that? And on the um, Pope John Paul II, oh, he was like pope. one of the yeah one of the longest reigning popes. Right. He, when did he die? He died. Oh, the one I before. Say he died twenty twelve. Oh yeah, like the recent yeah. one. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Oh. Might be wrong, guys. I'm just saying a random year off the top of my head, <laughs> by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, because actually, what was interesting? Sorry, sorry, just mm. some random facts about the Pope. Because before, Popes used used to stay in service until they died, similar to the monarchy. Mm. However, with Pope John Paul II, he stepped down. Oh, did he? I think so. Mm. Maybe he was tired. <laughs> yeah, I think he was tired. He was very old, and it was mm. like good for him. Anyway. Um, yeah, so he, um, I think the, these t-shirts apparently had Pope John Paul II on the front and then at the back it said White Lives Matter. Um, and it was with that Candice Owens, the like Republican black um, token lady that's just everywhere. Ugh. I don't, I don't know what, what is, look, no, I'm... Okay, you know when Tolly, Tolly T, she recently said about how oh she she was on a, it was on her podcast with Smile Gina mm. and um, <laughs> they recently said oh how you know when people how she I forgot what the feeling was but basically how she gets a feeling when people um, when people like to like when it's like people are using an excuse so like when people say oh they've got mental health and she's just mm. like yeah but you're still a prick yeah that is That's... how I feel this describes mm-hmm. Kanye West because he's like for some reason because it's annoying that everyone keeps trying to stick up for him being like oh but mental health his mental health he's, he's this that and the other like no but he's being a dickhead and he knows what he's doing because it's kind of like everything when he wants to come out with this bullshit Mm. he's always trying to do the most radical thing that it, that is the most radical at that moment in time so yeah. like when he was on the weather channel saying George Push doesn't care about black people mm. that was just radical at the time you know mm-hmm. just doing something random and then but now the most radical thing he can do now is talk about is saying white lives matter only yeah. only three only two years after um, a black man was murdered like it's just I'm just this, it's not like this isn't even it's not the time <laughs> it's, it's not, never the time there's never a time no no there's never a time for this I think with him he does like to do these extreme things to the extent where he even was married to Kim Kardashian one of the most famous women yes. in the world it's like he always likes to try and one up things all the time and it kind of makes it just makes me think that he's... It's always linked to something as well. So it's linked to a product. It's linked to p- people buying something from him. So it's mm-hmm. just like a dirty form of capitalism where he's trying to make money yeah. from just doing the most filthy things. Kim Kardashian, yeah. marrying her isn't filthy. But like just some of the things that comes out of his mouth and some of the comments he makes, he's just not a good person. And yeah. if, if you've got mental health and problems, like, doesn't mean you have to be a prick. Like that's exactly, so true. It's exactly. facts. Like... Yeah. And also, just um, even to the point where he decided... The most radical thing he decided to do how many years ago was talking about how, oh, 400 years of slavery was a choice. Yeah. That was also a very radical thing for him to say then. Like, I'm sorry, like, we need to stop sticking up for this man. This man, like, OK, cool, he's he's had he's had good tunes back in the day, but let's just leave it at that. Like, he had good tunes yeah. back in the day. Like, stop talk, stop saying that this man is a genius. No, he's not. He's this not man, anymore. Look, I'm sorry. Like how we are all Neon Long, we are all Kanye West. <laughs> I'm not. We are all I'm Kanye, West. Kanye West. <laughs> no, but I mean, as in, in the sense of like, because everybody's putting this guy on this pedestal. Yeah, exactly. He's a genius. He's this and that. He even puts himself on that pedestal. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember listening to you in Black Girls Living and Vic 
<laughs> Vic Sanusi, she was saying about how um, she started to go in job interviews acting like she was Kanye West because <laughs> that guy just that guy just thinks that he's he's the best at everything. Mm-hmm. So she started going to job interviews with that similar with the similar mentality. Mm. I'm sorry, guys, we are all Kanye West. Like we can all big ourselves up like like that fool does. Like and, and like I'm sorry, like we're all smarter. The rags that he he creates like he's not a genius he's showing he's sho- his his ass is showing yeah <laughs> like, and it's not pretty literally he's no, yeah he's sh- he's showing his mediocrity right now and you guys and like these people not you guys because look if you're listening to us we know it's not you guys mm-hmm. like um these people really want to delude themselves into thinking that this is genius no it's not this is this is mediocrity mm-hmm. um at its worst this is someone who's just doing everything for clout i'm sorry kanye west is the biggest clout chaser is the biggest mm. clout queen more than kim kardashian because he's the one who came and put who came and tried to and elevated kim kardashian more to mm. help himself like for clout like <laughs> he did True. it for clout so, and at the end of the day, yeah, is yeah. he a happy person? He doesn't seem happy. He's always like, when he's ranting, he's always, he's miserable, always moaning about something. Yeah, I just feel like he does have some proper problems that he evidently needs to work through. I don't know the guy, but it just seems like he does. But let's not use this as an excuse for <laughs> these White Lives Matter t-shirts, please. The guy, the guy is just... It's the constant. guy doesn't care about black people. Like, this is mm. the thing. Like, he, he, don't, he doesn't care... Because yeah. why would he be out here trying to piss off the black community so much? Why would he be out here trying to... And this is the thing. It's because he knows, like, how a lot of these industries know that it's um, it's the black voice that sells the most. Mm-hmm. Like, like the black, it's, um, black Twitter runs runs numbers mm. do you know what i mean mm. and the outrage from black twitter he knows that that's where the engagement is and yeah. it's black people it's black people who run the engagement it's black people who actually put in money and put in time into people and and he knows that and this is why this is why he's turned and now he's trying to aggravate black people mm-hmm. he's just manipulating people um yeah but I just like to not really get involved when I see him doing crazy things. I'm like, this is just him. Yeah. Like he, well, I don't follow him on anything. No, but sometimes <laughs> I click on his page and there's like a hundred posts made in an hour of like just text of him screaming like, this person that I used to work with did this, this and this. And then there's another one like, Kim, then he's gonna bring delete my them kids all. back. Yeah, like it's like, it's like Jeremy <laughs> Carl, but on the timeline. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, and then he takes it all back in the next five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> just like Jeremy Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Cole will be screaming at someone and then two minutes later He's oh Graham will help you we're yeah. going to give you all the help yeah like do you want <laughs> to change me? do you want to change because we're here for you. you you hated me two seconds ago <laughs> you were cussing me telling me I was a deadbeat dad yeah. and I was all of these things two seconds ago and then they break down in tears <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> Oh, that's so. And we're like, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> He's even on um, Piers Morgan's show now as well, isn't he? Oh, and Andrew Tate was on there the other day. Did you see that? Of course. <laughs> All the best, the best no, of the Piers, best. And Piers Morgan got Andrew Tate on there so he because to try and seem less misogynistic. Yeah, he did. He tried to make make himself look more humble and like like he's an ally. <laughs> and as well, trying to get the ratings to get yeah. more 
more ratings to Zizou who'd get all of Andrew Tate's following watching. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh Gosh, the and then, guys. Yeah, these, these the men. The guy's too old, man. Like, he's he's really trying with the whole social media game and whatever, but it's just like, give it up, Piers. Look, your career is over. Yeah. Just go retire. It's all They're right, go all retire. Like like, They're trying to do the same literally. thing, like ride off clickbait, and it's, it's just so cringe. Yeah. And it's just like... Piers Morgan, yeah, you've been out here. Oh, here we are talking about this damn man mm. again. We, we were doing so well. <laughs> anyway, this guy, he was back in the days where, like, you know, in the days where they were searching people's houses, where they would go spying on, spying and hacking yeah. phones and, and like, taking pictures in people's windows. He was he was back in those days. Why is he weird still journalist. here trying yeah. to be... Yeah, why is he still here trying to be relevant? Like... Just retire. It's okay. You've had your yeah, career. Honestly, now you've had. Now it's been your downfall. Just like take your money and run. Like, and the thing is, as well, men used to go to war. They used to, you know, build homes. <laughs> <laughs> but we have Pierce, Andrew Tate, and all of them. Them lot, like just chatting and chatting and chatting. Please make yourself not useful. Not doing anything useful. Not yeah. not making. Not building no homes. <laughs> Be an, be an alpha man be an alpha male go do your thing and go to war <laughs> prove it <laughs> oh gosh on that note <laughs> let's leave it there okay <laughs> is, that, is that the title of this episode be an alpha male and go to war yeah. Have we always done, haven't we already done that <laughs> we probably have but maybe this is times two just a reminder for you, look. Yeah. Take two. <laughs> All the Black History stuff that we said before, yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> Go to war. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you for... Li- no, sorry. What are you injecting? Oh, shit. I'm injecting... Oh, yeah, today, just a quick one. World Mental Health Day. Woo. Oh, yeah. I haven't really done anything. I've been working, like grafting hard you know so oh, I need to well um, not me <laughs> you've been driving I've been driving <coughs> on a Monday mm. <laughs> available for work calls but no emails out of office on I can't, I can't call either That's, um, so I was told on my speed awareness course why do you have I that? Was told recently? That, not recently years oh. ago oh. but <laughs> Like what? When was that? Third year of uni, maybe. I was gonna say anyway. you kept that quiet. <laughs> yeah, well, I just go, I just go. Mm. So like that's that's past now. I could I would be able to you know speed again and get another course instead of getting points on my license. Oh, definitely. Love that. Anyway, love that. but I'm not a, I'm not. Don't worry, guys. I'm not Speedy Gonzalez here. Mm. Um. Anyway, um. On my speed awareness call, they course they said that you don't have to take if you are driving if you're on a commute and you have told them that um that you are driving they can't the work cannot tell you anything to make you rush so you don't have mm. to accept any work calls while you're driving because that is a hazard mm. and you don't need to do anything if your work is going to be hazardous while you are doing your commute and whatever like that's that's not yeah. on that's not that's not on you like you mm. know it's not your fault you know you have to obey the speed limit yeah so you don't be rushing no don't rush 
Cause because to be fair, it will raise your blood pressure and make you a bit stressed and sweaty. Yeah, yeah and though and as well, realistically, like they'll be liable, mm. really, because they're making you rush for work and they're making you get three points on your license. And actually, it's not that. But they basically said it's not that deep for you to rush to work. Um, you don't you don't tell them that you're running late. You tell them the circumstances. You tell that there's traffic. Yeah, because you can't you can't do anything about that. And you shouldn't have to be speeding and breaking the law because of your job. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, like you can't do anything about those circumstances and they can't penalise you for that. That's what I was told in my speed awareness course, guys. Mm. Spread the word. Fun facts. Love that. Yeah. So don't be accepting any work calls (laughs) while you're driving because it's a hazard. I won't do. I don't have a car currently. (laughs) Actually, I have a car at home, but... I'm a tube girl, so I'm fine. Tube girl, yeah. tube girl. I mean, I only drive to. Well, I do drive. I do drive for a bit in London, actually. Mm. But anyway, I guess inject it. Mine is be patient. Please learn patience, Diana. I don't know how you do it, but I'm trying to learn patience. I, I've I, I haven't got control issues, but I I don't like not being able able to anticipate what's like next in my like life Mm -hmm. steps and I just get stressed so I'm trying to be patient but I need to learn how Uh, maybe you need to stay stay in the moment a bit more yeah I do you know you know that um, one of them Kelechi's affirmation cards Mm. it says about how like look at this moment that you're in right now. Yeah, I think you I said this, this last week or the week before. Yeah, yeah that one. That has stuck with that me. That card. And I need to literally just read it every morning. Like, this moment, yeah. the present moment, is the only moment that is real or whatever it is because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good one. Mm. What am I injecting? I'm going to inject living in this moment then. Good. Yeah, the moment they're in right now. Because to be honest, I had a nice weekend. Like, I just decided that I... I just decided, okay, I'm going to just drive home. I'm just going to go home. Mm. And I didn't have... There wasn't any plans. It was just like, okay, go home. And I did a lot. I went to the cinema. I saw my cousin and his fiance. Then I saw... And then I then I went and saw my granddad and then I saw my cousin and her baby like I just mm. you know I I got to see a lot of people and I got to just have a nice time yeah. and it was very chill and so. it wasn't like overly scheduled overly planned and oh I need to do this I need to do that it was just like you know what this is we're just gonna play it by ear and we're mm. just gonna go through the motions and just just enjoy the time yeah. The time that we're having. So I'm going to say, like, yeah, I'm going to inject being in this moment. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so I hope that you're enjoying being in this moment, listening to us right now. Mm-hmm. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I feel like this episode has been quite fun. Yeah, it's been a bit all over the place, but I feel like it's been a fun mess. <laughs> yeah, a fun mess. Maybe that should be the title as well. <laughs> like, 
yeah, I feel like it's been nice that we've just been all over the place. I feel like I quite like our all over the place episodes sometimes as well. Same. It's a nice break. It's not everyday trauma. news and not everyday politics. Yeah. Like, there's too much going yeah. on for that I don't actually care. I care about, but I don't care about enough. <laughs> no, so. I, I don't care about. Just like I just can't be bothered to care about it. Like, yeah, exhausting. The, the the government don't want to do nothing to help us, so. <laughs> That's just where we're at. Like, how many how many weeks can we just say the same thing mm. <laughs> that they hate us? Clearly, that they want us dead. How can how many times can we say that? You know, I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, it's crazy. But yeah. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode, guys. And yep. you can find us at Injected underscore pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, use the hashtag Injected Podcast if you'd like to. And yeah, let us know what you thought. Um, mm-hmm. Tweet along with us. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. I'm Alexandra. You can find me at ALXNDR underscore NIC on Instagram. And I'm Deanna. And you can find me at DEANNNAB underscore on Instagram. Go follow us. Yeah. (coughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, So coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we hope that you enjoyed, and we will catch you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.